Hello everyone, I'm your host Jordan and this is Real Talk with Jordan. In today's episode, we're going to be discussing pushing through the bullies. Joining me is my special guest, Bob Watts. Welcome, Bob. Thanks for joining me. Oh, thank you for having me. So, Bob, you and I share similar experiences when it comes to being bullied. Um, I have been bullied my whole life. I've gotten bullied for having my own YouTube channel, TikToks, what I've used to wear, what I posted on my Instagram. I actually got my Instagram hacked. That's yeah. not good. Yeah, inappropriate things were posted on DMs, and then everyone thought it was my body when it wasn't. So, like, that's pretty cool, isn't it? Yeah. But, Bob, what have you experienced over the years of... Was it your childhood? Yeah, or like... Yeah, no? Actually, I still do, sadly, get bullied by people. Um, I've experienced a lot in my time. Um, getting in with my uh, childhood, I've um, been picked on for being special needs, for being different, for being you know too heavy, for being too smart, too this, too that, and it's a hard thing to uh, embrace when you're a child. It, you know, you just want everybody to accept you. You want to have as much fun as you can. Uh, routinely, I was told I couldn't sit with my classmates. They didn't want me near them. They were they were like pushing me away. So I would sit literally in the closet of the cafeteria by myself and eat on the floor. And um, it was sad. And, you know, I kept a lot of it in. I didn't bother telling my parents. I didn't tell the teachers because quite honestly, they didn't do anything. So I learned to, uh, you know, just accept it and just like, hey, I'm, I'm not like the others. I'm, I'm different. Fast forward to, you know, high school and same things would happen, but it was a little different because I got into athletics, became a member of the football team, got a little more respect when, you know, my bench press went from being 65 to 465 pounds and more. And uh, it was quite interesting to see the, the, the change. But, the you know, the, the bullying and the, the name calling and all that was still there as well. And it's like you're called a scrub, you're called this. And, again, the special needs stuff where I'm called retarded and, you know, all the other names. And uh, it carried on into college a little bit when I was doing graphic arts as a major. Um, I would have people pick on me and stuff. And then even in my professional career now as a um, – I used to work for ABC News. I'm a professional concert photographer. And I still to this day have people bullying me oh i done this you don't you don't know how to do this and it's like okay um at what point do you say enough's enough and i'm thankful that my skin is thick enough that i don't have to really worry about it so i've learned to adapt and overcome the overall situation and when somebody tells me that i'm doing this wrong or doing that wrong or wants to mock me for it i wear it as a badge of honor now i take it and use it as fuel to you know fuel that inner fire in me to to go non-stop and become the best i can be and that's why now i'm regarded as one of the best concert photographers in the country and i work with many people such as the hard rock in atlantic city i've worked for alice cooper i've worked for celine dion and the list goes on and on and um you know spending 15 years with abc news definitely helped with that and the encounter so yeah it's it's been a wild ride, but in the end, it's worked out. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I kind of can uh, say the same with lunch and sitting on. I used to, for some point, where I literally sat in the bathroom because I was like, I don't know where to go because I was a little freshman. So, like, you know, I was, I just came out of eighth grade. So, I'm yeah. like, I think I was maybe, like, 14 at the time. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is a whole totally different world. Like, there's, like, kids that are, like, n- like 18, 19. Like, yeah. this is absolutely crazy. It is. It's a scary field. Yeah, yeah, I was really uncomfortable. Let me tell you yeah. what. Freshman year was not it. I, like, barely went to school. I, like, I would literally tell my mom, like, I just don't feel good. Like, I don't want to go to school. I'd yeah. go to the nurse all the time. I would go to the guidance 
things canceled all the time. Like, I don't want to be here. Like, you I, don't understand. I can fully understand that, but my prime in high school is, like I said, I did athletics, so I couldn't go anywhere. I was trapped because of this practice. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, my most of my bullying was in the grade school days and, unfortunately, my professional days. Yeah. So I got it when I was a child. Uh, my teenagers and my 20s, I was fine. And then in the 30s, when I got the jobs to do things like in photography and all, it, it started back up. And... Um, you know, it's sad that the, the world has to, to be this way and push people. But like I said, I've um, learned to take a bad and turn it into a good and use it as momentum to say, okay, well, I'm going to push it farther. You want to try this? Okay, let's do this. Uh, give an example as people were telling me one time my photos weren't that great. They were like, they, they were horrible. And I'm, everybody starts somewhere, so I'm cool with it. I, I went to school for art so I can take the criticism. And I went and bought 137 books on light properties and science of light and how the light spectrum works. And nobody else has done that that I know of. And I really believe that's one of the biggest secrets to me being successful as a photographer. And it's like, hey, um, I'm not going to let the light tell me what to do. I'm going to tell the light this is what I'm doing, whether you like it or not. Yeah. And I did the same thing with the video editing. I would go into Premiere and write little scripts and Premiere would do what I wanted to do instead of saying, nah, I can't do it. It's like, nah, I'm going to program you to do it. So yeah, it, it, it is a determining fashion, you know, factor to um, helping you succeed sometimes. But it does hurt. It, it does hurt. And uh, many times I've cried myself to sleep and, you know, growing up and wondering when, why people hate me. And um, it's very unsettling. Yeah, I always thought, like, what am I doing wrong for people to... But I'm also, I also have a learning disability. Um, I have an IEP, so, like, basically, I was in, like, the small group classes, so I only was with, like, people, like, that I've been with, like, since elementary school, and then, like, obviously, our um, elementary schools came together when middle school hit, because uh, we have two. So they came together, and then so I had more people to like, and no. you know. But um, so they were always like, "Why are you in the? Why are you in like the small room classes?" And I was like, and yeah. at the time, like I didn't understand until I started getting older because like I was young still. So like I didn't really know as much until like I started like maybe junior year, and I was like, I need to use this because I obviously like had that spark in my brain where I can't get it right away. So I was Same just here. like, yeah. <laughs> I know that feeling very well. Yeah, and I always, I'm always, i always saying to myself, like, what in the world, Jordan? Like, get your life together. <laughs> no, it's not so much get your, I mean, I used to say that too. Get my, you know, what am I doing wrong? When, I got, when am I going to get my things and get in order? And then later I realized that it really wasn't so much me. Yeah. It was the world's interpretation of me. And um, quite honestly, being the... the the way I am um, to understand myself is even a complicated thing. So I can imagine other people when they try to figure out who I am. Um, but I've adapted to the fact that um, other people's opinions don't matter. And that was the hardest thing for me to overcome. Honestly, me too. It's so hard. And uh, the, the name calling and the bullying, it's like, you know what? You can disrespect me, rip on me all you want. But let's see what your photographs look like. Let's see what your videos look like. Um, and many times I would tell people, look, if you can beat me, I'll walk out the door and never return. I'll, I'll throw, I'll sell my cameras and, you know, nobody can touch me, you know, and I'm not trying to brag. It's just, I have such a radical way of looking at things and thinking about the way I approach things. And it comes from all those years of bullying. So it's really, if you can find a way to turn it into a good spectrum, it's actually a blessing to be bullied because people that are not bullied and are doing the bullying, they think life is going to be handed to them. And the people like such as you and I realize like, hey, 
we know we're going to have a battle in front of us no matter what you do you know and when i got the job at abc i was like yeah it took me you know nine six to nine years before i was trusted with some of the bigger projects when i left i was trusted with a lot of the bigger ones so you do improve you do capitalize on things and I've learned to not be fearful of things. That was my biggest obstacle to come over is one, believing in myself, and two, being fearful of everything. And I've realized that there's nothing to be ashamed, you know, fear to fear. There's nothing to be ashamed of. There's nothing like that. You just go out there and say, hey, here I am. Let's see what we can do together. Yeah. <clears throat> and my simple approach to things, like a lot of people tell me, like, well, I know I don't want to fail. I don't want, there is no fail. You either succeed or you learn to succeed. And that's it. That, that's the way life is. And that's what my one coach always told me. And I think if more people realize life is that way, they'd be better off, whether they're special needs, whether they're bullied, whether they're this or that. And I've also have come to the, the satisfaction of this. And it's so great to, to say this on the radio with you and you know whoever's listening. When you catch up to some of your bullies later in life, like my case, 30 some years later, I, I'm 47. So I, I have a quite a few years of, uh, you know, on this planet. But when you catch up to a bully 30 some years later, in my case, 36 years later, after he was insulting me and everything, he goes, oh, what are you doing? I said, oh, I'm working for ABC News. Oh, I got to go. See, I was like, you don't want to talk. And he just kept on walking. And I stood there laughing inside because I got the satisfaction of like, yeah, I'm more successful than you, apparently, because otherwise you don't want to talk. So, yeah, it's um, the satisfaction of knowing that when you see your bullies, most likely you're going to be doing a lot better than they are in life. Yeah, definitely. And you can look at them and smile and go, yeah, you know, (laughs) you want to say a few things that can't be said on radio, and it's just like, "Mm, yep, yeah, it's that. Exactly. It's that statement. So. Yeah, no, definitely. I definitely, like, understand you. I think, like, someone, now I look at these bullies I used to bully them, and I'm like, wow. I'm like, thank God. Thank God I didn't. Because, like, when I was, like, I think maybe junior or sophomore year, I started not really letting it affect me as much. Now, freshman year, it was bad. Yeah. But, like, sophomore and, like, junior year, like, I think going into junior year, I was just, like, I just don't care no more. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to let you get a reaction because if you give them a reaction, they're going to do it more. Mm-hmm. And you can't do that. Yeah. And I actually literally was walking the halls with, like, a resting bitch face because I was just, like, I'm not going to get bothered no more. And, of course, people would look at me and, like, I'd hear stuff. But I was at the same time, I was like, I don't care no more. Because at the end of the day, like, I'm almost done. I have one year left of high school, (laughs) and I'm out. When I tell you when I got to my graduation, oh, boy, i never been too happy in my life. I was like, okay, I'm done. I will, everyone always asks me, would you relive high school? Or I'm like, no, absolutely not. I would I, uh, not do that. I, if I could go back, I would do some things differently, but the that's only class-wise. Uh, as far as what I did and all, no, absolutely not. Absolutely. I wouldn't change anything. Uh, would I hang out with the, the cool kids or, you know, go do this or that? No. That, the cool kids is a lucidive term to me. It's... Um, it's judgmental. It's just like when you got the most, you know, most this, most that in the yearbooks. And it's like, it's only the popular kids, you know? It's like, you know, give me a break in life. Most athletic, I did three sports a year where the one that got the most athletic got only did one sport a year. So how the hell could he be more athletic than me? Yeah. You know, so it was like everybody was into the popularity contest and all. And 
now I get to you know see these people all again. And one guy was pumping my gas the other day. I, I swear on my soul, I was like, "Is hey, it's John?" I'm like, "Holy crap!" Uh, like, dude, what happened to life? It whacked you in the head with like a tree. <laughs> um, <laughs> seriously, he's like, "What have you been doing?" I was well, I'm a concert photographer, and I showed him some of the photos of hanging with you know some of the people I've met, and he's just like, "Oh, can you get me into it?" And I'm like no like they they all want these handouts to them and it's like I, what skills do you have you think i'm gonna put my reputation on a line you're out of your mind and you got to develop your skills i mean you don't just pick up a camera and go hey i'm a photographer some people do but you know reality they're not and um it's very satisfying to me and i know it seems cruel but when you see that life just hit them with a dump truck <laughs> it's like wow I mean, uh, I'm still pretty young, so like I like most of them are already in college and stuff, so yeah. I can't really see yet. You, you'll see but it. Trust I'll me. Pro- I'll probably you know see it further down the line when yeah. we get older. Yeah, it's like I had um, a girl I really liked in school named Janine, and uh, one of the most beautiful girls. She, when I finally got the courage to ask her out, she said that, um, "Ooh, you're disgusting. You're this," and I'm like, "What did I do?" And she goes, in fact, if, you, if I were you, I would just kill myself and get it over with. That was probably the harshest thing I've ever heard in my life. Um, growing up the way I did, being made fun of and all, I hid behind the holiday of Halloween because for six hours out of a year, I could be like everybody else, put on a mask, and nobody knew who I was. So that was satisfying to me, the reason why I loved Halloween so much. And then when this girl said that, I was just horrified. I was, you know, I, I never told anybody for the longest time. And then later on, I let it out. I got the enormous satisfaction of seeing her 17 years later. And she goes, Bob, how you doing? And I'm looking at her at the Walmart. And I'm like, who the hell are you? And I said, I'm sorry, I don't know who you are. She goes, oh, it's Janine. You asked me out when, you know, when we were younger. And I'm looking at her with her six kids. I kid you not. And she weighs 420 pounds. And I'm like, oh, God, what you do, swallow the, the planet? Like, seriously. And I know I'm kind of being jerkish by saying that, but I got the satisfaction that, like, this beautiful girl that I really was attracted to looks, you know, like chewed bubblegum now. And uh, it's like, wow. So, yeah, I mean, the one girl that I really was close to, and I, I never dated a girl named Tammy, is not the most attractive girl in the world. And I recently connected up with her, and she is, like, supermodel quality beauty. And she was always put down for being ugly and this and that. And it's another successful story where you don't know how life is going to end and how it's going to treat you. And in case of me and Tammy, life, you know, helped us out. It, it made us stronger. And now we're connected. She's actually my model that I photograph now for certain things. we got a shoot coming up for Vanity Fair at Longwood Gardens together. And um, it, it's truly amazing to see how life goes with these bullies. And it's like, I understand the concept of people wanting to go on shooting sprees and like get revenge, get your anger, anger, anger. But it doesn't fix anything. It doesn't. You know, it, you get more justification, in my opinion, when you're successful and you see them later on and what they look like. And it's like, life just, I hate to say it this way, just bitch slapped them all over the planet. <laughs> and they come back and it's like, they're tired, they're worn, they're wrinkled. They got gray hair and everything, and it's just like they're over, severely overweight. They got like a numerous amount of kids they can't support, and you're sitting there having a the time of your life with stuff you're doing, and it's uh, it's just the satisfying part. It's like you know what, 
screw you. I, I made it. I, I, you can do what you want. You can say oh, everything you want, but in the end, I made it and you didn't. So, yeah, that's I know. I, I think now people like look about my Instagram because I got my braces off last September, and that was a really big thing. They'd always because I had to get all like this stuff done on my teeth and for it to be like this. But um, they would always like it. Like, how do you deal with it? Like, ew, like your teeth are ugly. And I'm like, I hope I can't wait till people see my Instagram now. Yeah. And now everyone's like they're like trying to follow me and stuff, and I just laugh because I'm just like, yeah, same. Um, like, no what? Way what are you doing right now like you're literally like you're sick like you are a sick person for doing this <laughs> like i i really hope i just never see them again but also i want them to see me doing what i want to do yeah like it's at the same time we're like oh my god like shit like she wants to go on the radio like i think that's dope is she like let, let me try to be friends with no i'd be like no, no. i'm yeah. good yeah and then that's that's the key piece too is knowing when to tell people no thank you exactly you know and it's like you know well remember me and it's like yeah you were the one that you know ripped my underwear off me by trying to do you know wedgies with me and it, this is a true story and the guy was like yeah it was pretty funny i'm like what are you doing now uh what are you doing i'm working at uh, abc news i'm doing concert photography and they just like oh okay well it's great seeing you you're not gonna tell me what you do and they just walk away and you can almost see the, the tears in their eyes yeah and it's like wow you're that embarrassed and ashamed you don't want to say it. so yeah, I get that. Uh, I also got like, so I always had anxiety, but I got anxiety worse ever since I started getting bullied and it stuck with me. Like there's some points where like I just literally left the classroom because I was having anxiety attacks yeah. and then I'd get in trouble by teachers like, why are you leaving my class? And I'm like, you don't understand. You really just don't understand. You're not going to understand. So I just should, my guidance counselor will email you once she gets a chance to, but just I need to do this. But now I knew how to cope with my anxiety a lot more yeah. now. But, oh, let me tell you what, Bob, that was bad. <laughs> oh, my God, I was shaking and everything. Yeah, everybody handles things differently. And um, mine is, my coach has always said in football, you save it for the next play. Yeah. You know, somebody cheap shots you, don't draw the flag. You save it for the next play. So in life, I followed that motto from my coach, and it was like, okay, you just did an illegal move, and I can't do anything, so I'm going to save it for the next play, and then that's when you turn around and just nail it to the wall as hard as you can, like you being on radio. Don't let anything slide, you know, or get past you. Go do your thing and go full speed ahead. Yeah. And um, that's, that's the best advice I can give. Just don't slow down. Keep going full speed ahead. And eventually you'll see those bullies down the road, and it's like, you know what? Yeah, I, I, I made it, and you didn't. Ha-ha. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, I definitely understand that, but that's all we have for today. Thank you so much for listening to Pushing Through the Bullies, Episode 1. Uh, thank you, Bob, so much for joining oh, me. Oh, my pleasure. It was a great great trip down memory lane. Oh, right yeah. Yeah. Uh, next episode is going to be about how I overcame this difficult time. You can find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube. Thank you so much, and have a great day.